It's time for our student phenology. As many of you are aware, we invite students from classrooms across the nation. We have we have classrooms as far afield as Amherst, Massachusetts. And most of Minnesota is covered with classrooms as well. And we will be reviewing some of those in just a moment. Funding for Student Phenology is provided in part by the Minnesota Environment and Natural Resources Trust Fund. We're going to start today with a report from Oak Grove Elementary School in Bloomington. Hi, this is... King. Nora. Nora. And Vinny. Reporting from Oak Grove Elementary in Bloomington, Minnesota. This week's weather has been chilly, just a dust of snow, with a high of 32 degrees today. We've had two inches of precipitation since our last report. With our animal observations, we noticed lots of bird report chatter and saw a woodpecker. With our plant observations, we noticed the deer are rubbing the trees a lot. We are wondering why is it so cloudy in winter? That's all for today. Stay tuned for the next OGE Phenology Club Nature episode. Bye! <laughs> Thanks, kids. Well, a couple of things there. They've been seeing some woodpeckers. They're, they're watching the winter birds, and that's excellent. Uh, and deer appear to be rubbing on some of the uh, brush in their area. That's more, you know, it, when you see a deer rub, chances are the deer was actually doing that maybe in late August, early September, and then come late uh, or late September, early October, they start punching at bigger trees as a way of testing their strength. This is mostly the activity associated with bucks. They're first they're rubbing the velvet off their antlers, and after they've rubbed the velvet off their antlers, they then kind of get where they want to know how strong they are because they're going to be fighting one another before too long for the rights to uh, mate with other deer. So uh, oftentimes, you know, I see a lot of deer rubs myself this time of year, but most of them were made uh, last fall. That's kind of when the deer get pretty excited like that. Our next report is a... uh, repeat of last week's note from Leona Sitchi's class at Roots and Wings Forest School, New York Mills. This is Hazel. This is Timmy. This is Rose. This is Finley. This is Kip, reporting from Roots and Wings Forest School and reporting from New York Mills. We found a paper wasp nest on the ground from, from a big tree. And there was lots of fungus on the trees when we were climbing on the trees. This is the snow report today. <laughs> the snow report would be that there was snowflakes falling, but there was a little bit on the ground. We broke ice with rocks, and then we measured it, and it was about three and a half inches. And we measured with our hands. This was just an estimate. Timmy is walking, and we and he said we found some deer tracks on the ground. Then I found some spread out ones. It was kind of like there was little cones in the ground. It was probably muddy out, and then it got cold, then they froze. We found some deer ribs out. Like barbecue ribs? 
Yeah, barbecue ribs. <laughs> and I asked one of my friends, hey, you want some beef jerky? What? Yeah. yeah, and I actually took a bite out of it. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for listening. Stay, stay wild. wild. But if you uh, listen to put it, it. Put it out. <laughs> stay wild indeed. <laughs> I actually took a bite out of it. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, I suppose, you know, they that would be one way of making jerky. You're you're drying the meat. It it uh, it certainly wouldn't have the flavor maybe that you would expect. Uh none of the peppers and uh and other uh ointments that you might rub on a on a piece of meat before you turned it into jerky, but meh, I might try it myself. I don't know. I guess it would depend on how hungry I am. Uh, I love the fact that they broke some ice three and a half inches. I see these these children out there with uh, a rock about, oh, you know, maybe a two-pound rock or a three-pound rock, something the size of a softball or a little bigger, and I see them throwing it, repeatedly throwing it and throw and picking up and throwing it and finally breaking the ice. I, I see that because I've done the same thing myself as a child. So I'm glad that they uh I'm glad that the ice was three and a half inches thick and that they were able to to break through a small portion of it and then actually get an estimate of its thickness that's uh that's very exploratory of you guys great work i love it our next report comes from the north shore community school near duluth hello from north shore community school on the north shore of lake superior this is the phonology report for the week of january 6 2024 my name is claire and i'm your phonologist for this week January is known as the month of the Great Spirit Moon, according to the Ojibwe. On Saturday, January 6th, a thin layer of ice coated roads from the evening prior and three to four inches of snow blanketed the ground. This was the first significant snowfall in our area. Also on this day, we had eight hours and 56 minutes of daylight. Many of us look forward to this increase throughout the winter as otherwise days seem short and the nights seem long. On Wednesday, the 10th through Thursday, the 11th, we finally received even more snow. We got about six inches of light, fluffy snow. The NSCS field has eight inches of snow built up as of Thursday, January 11th. The Great Lakes are experiencing record low ice coverage. The ice coverage right now is only 3.9%, which beats the 2002 low record of 5%. Lake Superior is at less than 1%. This is a 50-year record low. This is harmful for fish and other aquatic animals because it is affecting their natural ecosystem. For humans, one negative effect of the thin ice is that it is very dangerous to ice fish or be out on the ice. The DNR says that the ice should be at least four inches before anyone attempts ice fishing. But this year, the ice has been dangerously close to that mark. On Saturday, January 6th, Miss Urban participated in a birding competition and saw 25 species of birds including many species of waterfowl seen on Lake Superior, including mallards, common goldeneye, bubblehead, common and red-breasted mergansers, long-tailed duck, and greater scop. 
Many ducks can still be seen in Duluth due to the record low ice levels. I saw two bald eagles on my way back from Girl Scouts. On Wednesday the 10th, Adele spotted a female woodpecker in Chickadee Landing. On Monday, January 8th, Miss Courtney's class followed a set of tracks right at the edge of the school forest. They followed the tracks and found a really clear paw print. It was a bobcat. The bobcat came through the forest, crossed the pond, and walked past the pavilion. And Miss Rollo's class saw some snowshoe hair tracks in our school forest on Wednesday the 10th. On Thursday, January 11th, Marcus measured the snow depth in the school forest. At Chickadee Landing, the snow was 6.5 inches deep. And on Schmidt Creek, the snow measured 7 inches deep. The water temperature was 30 degrees. This concludes the phonology report. Have a great day and be observant. Nice report, kids. Thank you. Lots of great things in there. Lots of, they did a lot of work there. Uh, record low ice coverage on Lake Superior and other areas and the birding competition, including long-tailed duck, which is a a wonderful sighting for the the area. Greater scalp, golden eye, bufflehead, common and red-breasted mergansers. That's a that's a ni- nice collection of different waterfowl and probably worth a trip over there if you want to see some of those things. And then to track and find out about a bobcat is another great coup on their part. Good work, kids. Our next report comes from Colin Cody's class at West Elementary School in Grand Rapids. Hello, my name is Paisley. And Owen. Hi, Paisley. This is our phonology report from Mr. Cody's fourth grade classroom at West Elementary. It was a overcast day, but a nice temperature for a walk. We headed towards our non-native scotch pine rows. On our way, we saw a ton of vole holes in the fresh snow, though no tracks. We found a rock-hard polypore mushroom and tasted sweet ruby red berries. These come from pyramid flowers. We also saw the tiniest spruce poking through about six inches of snow. Once we reached the pines, Taylor found an awesome blue jay nest, but no birds seen all day. All for now, Paisley and Owen. Thanks, kids. Great report. A great experience. We did find ruby red, uh, the little berries of the Canada Mayflower, and everybody got a chance to taste some. They were nice and sweet. Our final report this week comes from Bedette, and Wyatt is our reporter. This is Wyatt with the phonology report from Bedette for January 6th through 12th. Since the weather has turned cold, Melody is noticing more chickadees at her grandma's bird feeder. On Wednesday, Molly and Mackenzie found both snowshoe, hare, and coyote tracks on the playground. Finally, Mr. Bertram is reporting internationally this week from Africa. He reports the first wildebeest cathars on the Serengeti on Sunday, January 7th. He's observed over 100,000 wildebeest moving along their migration this week. Yeah, Mr. Bertram is in Africa with his wife and daughter and uh, did report seeing 100,000 wildebeest on the Serengeti. What an experience that would be. Imagine if our deer herd were migratory in the same way 
be a really startling event. That is our children's phenology for this week. Thank you for listening. And if you have a report you'd like to submit, please send it along. We'd love to hear from you.